0: Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city,
1: county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension.
0: That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Right.
1: Hello oh, and welcome to the fourth episode of Hockey Mask High School and Popcorn. Uh, I'm your host Mike and as always joined by my co-host Sean. Heyo! Heyo! Uh, so for this week uh, we're, we're going to come off and uh, review the movie that we had picked last week uh, which was Ghostbusters and um, we're going to put on our, our old man's cynic glasses and uh, we'll talk about the movie as we watched it this week as, as grown-ups. And um, so last week, uh, well, again, I I should recap for people who just happen to be tuning in, which hopefully you're not, but if you are. So this podcast uh, is always divided into two parts. The first part is going to be discussing the movie that we just watched over the the week, um, looking at it as adults um, and and kind of talking about it and and the things that have changed and, and how we viewed it as adults versus kids. And then, of course, we're going to pick our next movie and talk about that as we remember it as children. So, Ghostbusters. Our nostalgic review for last week, me, was a 4.5. You were?
0: I was a 4.75.
1: Almost perfection. Almost. Almost perfection. All right. So, for me, ratings did not change. I watched it, liked it, still thought it was just as funny. It didn't really go down, didn't go up. Yeah, it was, it was still a good movie. I enjoyed it. I'm keeping it at a straight 4.5.
0: Okay. And, and wait,
1: wait, before you start, yeah. I'll tell you right now, I don't want to be disappointed in this because you mentioned before, and we don't talk about this beforehand, but you said that your rating was going to change and the way you said it I'm going to assume it is not going to be to A five.
0: Yes, I am changing it, and I'm actually going to rate this what Netflix had advised me that <laughs> this would be a recommendation <laughs> for me. Which is interesting because I don't I never like Netflix's recommendations for me. But in this one I felt like it hit it. <laughs> um, so I am okay. going from a 4.75 down to a three.
1: I, I you know, I, I know you're Sean because I'm looking at you, but I, I really, I, I don't know who you are. Does Netflix do a four, a five star rating as well? Yes. Oh, yes. So it, it, it literally can, put it exactly where where you, you, you am, now think yeah. it is. So I saw. Netflix I, I knows you better than I know you. Yeah.
0: That's I said. Awesome. You know, I think I'm going to give that a three, and then the, you know, at the very end, it ended and it showed, uh, you know recommendations and it said, you know, we re- we thought this was rated as a 3 and i
1: said, see? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, was right. <laughs> right. What are the lottery numbers for tomorrow Netflix? So, um all right, for those of you who hadn't seen Ghostbusters and you know, if you haven't, i don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast it probably would not be very interesting to you, but uh Ghostbusters was uh, released 1984. It was about three scientists, uh, a pair psychology scientist, or ghost scientist, whatever you want to call them, who worked at a uh, university in New York. Uh, they got fired and decided to go into business for themselves. They opened up a a ghost-busting agency, hence the name Ghostbusters, uh, and they happened to open it up at a perfect time where there was just some big you know, calamity happening in New wow, York. Wow, what timing was that? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, right? How often <laughs> in a movie do they do something that happens to lead right into the plot of the movie? It is amazing to me. Uh so they, they opened it up at the time where the basically end of the world, ghosts were coming, everything was going crazy. And uh so they, they, they opened it up at the perfect timing and they basically ended up saving I don't know if it was the world, they never really made it seem like they were saving the world was gonna be destroyed. But clearly New York City would have been demolished. Yeah. So at the I very minimum feeling, yeah, yeah at the very one. minimum they saved they saved New York City. So um I right, I'm very curious to know. Four point seven five to a three, give me something. I tell think the what, first what thing that it. set
0: it off, and I know it's hard to not have a dated movie back from the '80s, but the first scene when, well, I guess they were after the library, and we'll get to that, and everything was just dated, you know, like their equipment <laughs> in their in their lab in the, at the at the at the college. You always
1: know it's old when everything is silver, yeah. I and mean, when silver. they come out, everything's a silver equipment. You know, it's probably looks a like a typewriter, yeah. you know, on <laughs> wheels and
0: stuff. I'm like, wow, you know, so I'm. You know, but that's we'll get to a lot of that. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm disgruntled by it all, but it, it just the look of the movie threw me off a little bit. All
1: right, so the the movie opens up with them doing the the ESP test. Uh, yep. Bill Murray's character, um, uh, Peter Venkman, Peter. is opening up the movie. He's doing an ESP test with uh, the hot blonde girl that, you know, I know she's from something else. I, I think she went on to do some sitcoms in the 80s. Or, or porn. Or porn, maybe. I mean, I clearly recognized her, so it could be <laughs> from a lot of genres I might have seen her in. I, I'm not 100% sure. I've seen her before. Uh, classic 80-looking, feathered hair, blonde girl. Uh, and then the, the geek guy, they were doing the ESP thing where they were shocking him. Um, funny scene, again. It's a good way to open up the movie. Kind of introduces you to what a goofball he is. Uh, Bill Murray's character, who, by the way, made this movie. I loved everything he did in this movie. I absolutely loved His one-liners were hilarious. And I think it's been... He's been so far removed from being an A-lister, although I, I guess he probably still could be. Uh, y- you forget how famous and talented he was in the '80s, between like this and, and Stripes and Me. But I, he just did some really iconic movies from the '80s, and well, he, he just made this movie for
0: me. I don't want to take any, anything away from Bill Murray because I think he was a great actor, but I think he, his that character that character he always plays, was this one too. He's always playing the same guy. He's a little goofy, you know, likes the likes the girls. <laughs> you know, he's always, you know, he's just well, the he same <laughs> character, you know what I mean? He does. He's always absolutely. a player, you know, everything's a joke, but of course he's a comedian. But <laughs> yeah, it's the
1: same, I just see, you know. Yeah, maybe he's, not, he he's not Jack Nicholson. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because it did strike me in the beginning where, you know, that, that blonde chick that he was testing, she was she was fairly hot yeah. mm-hmm. and he thinks he's got a shot at her. Like, first <laughs> of all, she's a co ed. <laughs> he's probably thirty two in this movie. He didn't look great. I mean, you know, he's starting to lose his hair. Not like anything against my bald brothers, you know, but he's got the, you know, he's not a great-looking guy in, in general. Now, granted, humor will carry you a long way, um, you know, as my track record will tell you. You know, you can be funny and you can get away with a lot of things. Um, you know, but still, he, he there's no way he was going to get that girl uh, in, in that movie, period. It just wasn't going to happen he's in gonna real try. life. He's going to try. Yeah. I mean, you got to try, but there's just no way that was going to happen in real life. Um. So, yeah, the beginning part, they do that whole thing I thought that was kind of funny, he spits out the gum you know, That was <laughs> cute, that, that was kind of funny Uh, You know, the guy gets up and storms out That that was hilarious And then, of course, they go to the, the library Which is the first chance we get to actually see a ghost Uh, You know, I guess they hadn't actually seen one before Because they were talking about, you know, the great sponge migration Had been like their biggest case up until now Where sponges moved 10 inches or 10 feet or something like that So this apparently was a really big deal They got to see a ghost uh, you know, and that whole scene I think set this, the tone of this movie perfectly because it was funny. And, you know, the first part of it was funny. They go in there, there was that slime everywhere, and uh, you know, uh, Bill Murray's character has to get the slime. His facial expressions, his ugh, and trying to get the slime off of his hands, and it's slinging him in the face. I mean, to me, that was that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course he's like wiping his hands on the cards and the card catalogs, getting rid of everything. And uh, so, you know, that, to me, that was hilarious. I would think
0: that you, as a doctor of this you know, paranormal psychology, whatever they're... There. Parapsychology, Parapsychology. That, um, I, I don't know, I don't think I would want to be touching slime. You don't know. Maybe <laughs> pulled into another dimension or something. I don't know.
1: Well, it was just laying on the card catalog. I'm fairly certain it wasn't, <laughs> you know, they they were felt that it was safe. It wasn't eating through the paper or the wood, so I think they felt comfortable doing it. You know, but he did that part, so that was like the funny part of the movie, so that kind of sets that up. And then they go and they actually meet the uh, the librarian, uh, you know, who's just standing there, the ghost horn, which... Yeah, the ghost, stand yeah, there was, wasn't was bad special effects for, for 1980. I mean, that wasn't a stop motion. I'm assuming they probably just did some overlay, uh, cartoon, you know, lighting, cartoon yeah, drawings, thing that they did. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was pretty good. I mean, you know, it was floating there. It looked pretty good. And then, uh, you know... They yeah, but, okay,
0: they've never seen go- Obviously, from their pras- their conversation of the past experience, they haven't seen ghosts. No, no, they w- had would not. Would you, first thing you do... Is say, you know, run around the corner and try to grab her. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's for comic relief there, but I didn't you know.
1: Well they did. Remember he he went over to talk to her at first yeah. and then uh, she yeah. turned around and said, Shh and then their next plan was to just get her, which come on, that was that was funny too. Uh but you know, she turns around and gives him the full on, you know, uh skull face scare, which I thought was pretty good. Look, I mean that was good. that was alright, uh, granted, we're for what we're, it was. We're old and cynical now, so those things don't necessarily scare us anymore. You know, but for nineteen eighty four to a fourteen year old I'm pretty sure if I showed that to a you know that's actually not true I'm sure we showed that to a fourteen year old today and they would they would not think it yeah would, yeah they would mm-hmm. it's so jaded nowadays you you get better graphics and and in, in, in uh, cheap phone Video videos games, yeah, yeah, I know on your phone you yeah. can get mm-hmm. ten times the graphics and special effects you could from that, so they probably wouldn't think it is funny, but you know it's set it up right there's humor, there's gonna be some ghosts, maybe a little scary stuff um and and then it moves on,
0: yeah that um librarian who saw the ghost, you know, they had her laid out on on the table or whatever it was there. Yeah. Bankman. and they were asking her questions about the ghost. And uh one of the questions was, Are you menstruating right now? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I don't think she's menstruated in decades, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean well, she had to be like eighty or something. <laughs> I love that word, menstruating. <laughs> yeah, and that woman too was another character actor. Yeah, I know she's I been know, in some I've other her, things. I she's been in some know. old lady type roles before. Um you know, I'm, I'm, I can't think of what it was, but I know she's been another one of those character actors fr- from that movie. So, you know, they, they do this part. They end up getting fired from the university. They open up the Ghostbusters uh, thing, which, you know, that whole part was I thought was pretty neat. You know, they, the the firehouse.
0: I don't know. That's a lot of money. They, they, what, he mortgaged his house, put a third mortgage on right. his house, Right. But think of everything they had. They got the place renting, or I don't know whatever they're doing. I'm assuming they all the it. equipment. They remodeled a little bit, you know, in the back where they have the office area. All the equipment, the they computers. Put beds, although it was a firehouse, so I guess it they was already a had the beds. They, they you know, had a pole. Let's assume that they had beds up there. But everything down there, you know, the uniforms. They bought a car, it had to be fixed up. They painted it. You know, they have a logo that they put on stuff and patches and uniforms and their proton packs. (laughs) I mean, the containment center, all that was just from a third mortgage?
1: That's pretty (laughs) impressive. Well, we don't know. It could have been a nice house. Maybe it was in the Hamptons. You know, it's a third mortgage. It's I not don't a big think deal. you
0: need money then. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, clearly these guys know how, what they're doing. and They were able to build nu- nuclear accelerators uh, on their backs. So clearly these guys. Now, I don't know how you do that, <laughs> but they, they clearly had access. How to, to put a that, th- th- that, third time pack with a third mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> if it can be done, they're going to do it. Did you know, and it's just a bit of trivia, and I think probably most people who are familiar with this movie know that, but the the Ghostbuster symbol, you know who that's supposed to be, right?
0: No, tell me. What? Yeah, the
1: Ghostbuster symbol, the actual ghost where he's doing that little arm thing oh, wait. in his face. Let me guess. I'm sure you know this. No, it's, this is, is it a comedian? It, it is, it is.
0: Jackie Gleason?
1: No, no, no it was actually Jim Belushi. Um, oh, or no John, Belushi, John Belushi, sorry. Jim's yeah. still alive. Uh, John Belushi, because uh, if you remember from Animal House, that was one of his, his scenes, I think, when they were doing... Uh, when he got caught doing something, he turned and did his arms out and did that face. He had just died, you know, not more than a couple years before this movie. Uh, huh. I don't know if he was tied to this movie or if he was going to be in this movie. There was something about that, but he was definitely friends with Dan Aykroyd, right? They did the Blues Brothers.
0: Now, are uh, you just throwing out did you look this up on? No, Snopes no, it's true. It's, or it's, or? A, it's actually up
1: there. I would not make something like that up. Well, I mean, I would, but I'm not. So that—that's supposed to be that was like the little, uh, you know, tribute to, to John Belushi. I like, yeah, this. I, I like that. that. See, you that's thought you were nice. going to be entertained. You come here, you'd learn something. That's right. I've done been pay- learned Pay me, bitches. So, you know, they, they build their little Ghostbusters thing, start a business, and obviously business doesn't boom right away, but they finally get their first call, which I love that whole scene, all of it. You we got know?
0: one scene? We I got one! Wait, oh, she the button? Well,
1: not, I mean, the whole first capture scene when they get oh. to the hotel. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the nice snooty, you know, hotel manager, which I guess it's a rule that you can't be a hotel manager unless you're a... A prick. I don't know. Every hotel manager in every movie always seems to be just a jerk.
0: Um, God forbid. All right, nice. <laughs> I went through this out there. I can't believe it. Pretty Woman, the manager, was a pretty nice guy. He turned Managing. into
1: a nice guy, no, but he manager. didn't start off that way. Oh, I
0: think so. He's just looking out for. Oh, I think really? He was a pretty nice guy. I thought
1: he kind of came across as a douche. All right, so fine. You can be an actual nice manager if you're talking to somebody who looks like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Yeah. All right, there we go. So there's always there's always an exception to a rule. But, you know, they get to the hotel and they're ready to do their first ghost slaying or ghost capturing. They never really explained it, but I thought the the whole scene with the proton packs in the elevator was was pretty funny. You know, they, they just turn it on and you know, makes that whining noise and they all just kind of back, back away. away. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That was a good <laughs> scene. That was funny. And then uh you know just them trying to capture the ghost and, and all of the messes that they made. I I love that whole part of the movie.
0: That was where else so he tried to pull the uh the tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the I've vase w- <laughs> is still standing. I always wanted to try this. <laughs>
1: you know, if you had a chance, you'd give it a shot, too. Why sure. Not? Just to see what would happen. You know, that was the first time, too. And, and I, I'm guessing that nobody on this movie had ever had anything to do with science or, or physics because they, they did their little proton. You know, I'm going to stop calling them a proton. We're just going to call them lasers. Is it? Can, I, can we just call them lasers? I feel but, like, but it is I feel a proton like pack. I, it is, but I feel like too uh, much of i I'm it. forgetting the word
0: what it was when It was a proton accelerator. Is not what they yeah, called but it? No, when they shot it, I thought it, they called it something, but. Okay,
1: lasers. Lasers. Laser quotes nobody can see. And I'm doing I it, like a, What's his name?
0: Laser. <laughs> <or>, uh, <laughs> from uh, <Austin laughs> oh my Yeah, Austin, yeah.
1: Right, there we go. God, our memories are losing it today. So, you know, they shoot these lasers, and, you know, unless there's some law of physics I'm not aware of, light doesn't bend like that, right? You can't wrap it around. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't go in a wave like that. It's going to shoot straight out in a straight line. And these proton packs, they shoot them out. They do some kind of weird wavy thing. And I don't even know how they're aiming them, because clearly you don't have a sight, right? You just kind of shoot it, and it just kind of waves and shoots everywhere, and they end up destroying half of the hotel trying to catch this ghost. But there are a lot of good lines in there. You know, the whole, let's split up. Uh, And Bill Murray's like, yeah, we can do more damage that way. I mean, little throwaway lines like that crack me up. Hmm.
0: I didn't like that. I didn't like it. I thought you were going to come back with something really deep on that one on me. (laughs) I I don't like his little one-liners. But that's that's Bill Murray. That's what he does. does? I I know. It's just... (laughs) Look at your face. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to, to, it. to, to understand why you're not getting it. Every other movie, he's got these one-liners. That's what it is. That's what uh, who he is. Absolutely.
1: Like I said, he is not someone who's going to sit there and give you some big in-depth speech. He's a one-liner dropper, uh, and, and then he likes to walk away and get the laugh. But it worked. I mean, it worked in this movie. So, you know, they catch their first ghost. They finally get paid, uh, you know, and for some reason that's the trigger it's a pretty good pay. What was it? oh and well, Don't forget, it was Slimer as for introduction to well. it was yeah, yeah. wasn't his name in the movie. They don't actually name him, but it was the mm-hmm. the more famous ghost who ends up getting, you know, published in all of the you know any movie that poster that you see somehow he's on there, even though he's only on screen for a very short amount of time. He's
0: got a lot of screen time in this movie, I think.
1: I mean I guess he's in he's in a couple of different scenes, but he doesn't actually do anything. He doesn't advance the plot a in lot. some way. Yeah, he eats a lot, which and he slimes him, which is a classic line too, where he just runs right through him and he's like, I've been slimed. That that was a good he got me, Ray. He slimed me. He slimed me, that's what it is. He got me, Ray. So that was a good classic line as well. Uh, you know, but I don't I just that that whole thing worked for me. That was a good one. So they did that piece of it and then all of a sudden it triggers a a huge thing, and they end up getting a new customer, uh, and that was uh, Sigourney Weaver's character Dana. Dana Barrett. Dana Barrett, who I thought looked pretty good. You know, I thought she looked good yeah, she as a great. regular person. She uh, she turned uglier later. I was not a fan of her sexy outfit. I guess is when what you want to call. Became yeah when she gets possessed. possessed. Yeah, I'm not demonized. a big fan of that. So she comes in, says that basically somebody's uh, inhabiting her refrigerator. I guess uh, she's seeing some ghosts. Uh, and she'd come there, I guess, because she had seen, you know, she had come home, the, the scene prior to that, she had come home with a bunch of groceries and put them on her counter. It was like eggs and, and some other stuff. And I don't know if you noticed it. Maybe I'm the last person who to, to ever have noticed this. When she put it down, though, and those eggs started popping out and frying on the counter, you know, a little bag right next to it was a Stay puff marshmallow bag. Yes. I had never noticed that before. I thought, yeah, what a great time. I
0: did see. I it. It was like a foreshadow. Even no. when I was a kid, I think I saw that. No, you did not. Yeah. No. I saw that in the womb, baby. <laughs> That's how easy it
1: was to spot. I saw it before I even saw the movie. I knew it was in there. Yeah, I never noticed that before. But I like that that little tie in there. It was cute.
0: You know, but what stuck with me was that that scene was how did they cook the eggs um, on the counter? That was I, I was impressed. I, I know they could probably shoot the eggs out of the egg container um, with. Uh, compressed air or something but then they landed on the counter on the island and they were just cooking I was like how did they do that there's plastic marshmallow the cardboard, bag there. right. yeah, cardboard, cardboard. There. The, the eggs were in that foam stuff it would have melted I'm like how did they do that I was, I was focused on that not on her character or anything else these eggs cooking I was like how did they do that I want to know how they did that yeah so that's I'm
1: probably why you're movie reading and yeah. taking a dive you should not be focusing on cooking of the eggs while watching the movie. Maybe I was hungry. You know, I know. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> uh, you know what would have been a funny thing to be on? Maybe. You know what would have been a funny thing to work on that movie is the guy who had to figure out the exact amount of air to use to get with to the to eggs. Because you know there, that wasn't something you discovered right away. So they probably had eggs shooting <laughs> halfway <laughs> up the, you know, the scene or just shooting out of the car. It did look
0: good. I liked it. I mean, it was a good scene. Yeah. It felt, you know,
1: Good special effects, and even the refrigerator door opening with the dog in there. Oh, that was terrible to me. That ah, was all right. I mean, come on, it was 1984. That wasn't like that. that wasn't that bad. That was pretty good. So she goes down, gets uh, you know him to come up, uh, and of course this is where Bill Murray's character and her meet, and I guess sparks fly at least in his part, <laughs> on his end. Yeah, yeah, on his end. So that's the whole love interest in this movie, and uh, you know goes back to her apartment, checks it over, and you know and does all that piece, and tries to lay the move on him. And I think. Was at that point? It was actually a little bit before that we got introduced to Lewis Rick Moranis' character, who's the geek living down the hallway
0: who has infatuation um, with her.
1: Yeah, I guess apparently, and who locks? I mean, he locks himself out of his <laughs> a, and I guess that was just his little thing. Every time yeah. he came out of there, he couldn't get back in there. I thought that was cute. Yeah, nice little tie in there, yeah. or tie in, but you know, nice little scene.
0: I was more entertained by him
1: than I was with Bill Murray, his well, character. He really Rick Moranis more character. than Bill Murray. Yeah, dude, I, I don't, I don't even know what you're doing right now. Just, I think you're just making things up just to see if you yeah, can just see, get see if I can get see you get me going. Yeah. Nah, I know you're just being ridiculous. I mean, he was good in this movie, but he was no Bill Murray in this movie. Um, so what would end up happening next after that one?
0: Uh, remember when um, so the he goes to check out the refrigerator, um, and there's nothing in it. Of course, there's no dogs, you know, or whatever. <laughs> no, uh, there's no temple. No, yeah, no zool. Uh, but in there was, of course, perfect product placement. I don't know if you noticed, but there was a uh, Coke cans in there that there was when it, was it New Coke? No, it was back in the '80s. So right, But New
1: Coke was in the '80s, right? What uh, New Coke come I out don't think it now? came out. Well, this
0: was not New Coke. Oh, okay, it was just a standard red can with the well. One can said Coke. You know how it's written in. Mm-hmm. Cursive on one side, and the other side it's not, and they had both that style uh, turn. <laughs> one shot had you know a turn with the cursive, this I did, and you know it's perfect placement. They had Perrier water uh, box in there that was conveniently placed, lo- you know, the wide way so that horizontal, yeah, horizontal. So when you open the refrigerator up, it takes the most space possible, but yet <laughs> you see the name Perrier water sticking right in your face. So uh, yeah, I noticed. You know, I know things. what scene
1: you're talking about, and I remember seeing that, but I, I did not clear click to me that that would have been a product placement thing. So I was too good busy. product placement yeah. because I didn't didn't really think about yeah. it. Did you Oddly enough, I was very thirsty after that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I went and got a soda and the water. <laughs> strange because it was like midnight. I don't usually drink Coke that late. so that was I very was strange. eating eggs, too. Now you <laughs> <laughs> to think about it. Got eggs and marshmallows with some Perrier. Very odd. So apparently that worked very well. Did you notice, too, and, and this is like throughout the movie, right? It wasn't a particular scene, but, you know, it, it was one of those, hey, this is 1984 thing. People just did things different then. The, the amount of casual smoking uh, in this movie mm-hmm. you, there wasn't you know like today nowadays you see a movie if someone's smoking it's because they're a bad a bad guy uh, they're a good guy who's a badass or you know they're a tramp right you, that's basically the three types of people you see smoking in movies nowadays you know, but then everybody smoked. You know, I mean, all three of their characters smoked in this movie, constantly d- hanging out of their mouth, yeah, talking. just hanging out of their mouth, and they didn't do it in designated smoking areas, <laughs> <It was> indoor, <laughs> no. outdoors, you in, were in the car. Rank. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't matter. They were just lighting up wherever they wanted to. I
0: actually probably said to myself they're smoking indoors you know like wow <laughs> they're going to get in trouble for that <laughs>
1: oh. oh but it was just one of those things that just have changed so much in the, in the 20 years almost since this, this movie last came out where you just would not see that type of thing and of course then they didn't have PG-13 but I think nowadays smoking especially that much smoking would automatically change it to a, a PG-13 because it's a, a bad influence on the kiddies. yeah so. what
0: movie did I see last where you saw characters even smoking really casually I mean not much not not
1: not much, there's probably some indie films that I haven't seen where that might happen, but oh, yeah. in, in a regular you know big budget big film. budget type of film, I mean, who no no one's smoking uh, I am trying to think of one now, and I, I, I yeah I can't I'm sure yeah, there are I, I know there are I'm sure people there am sure movies yeah. but 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 nothing comes but again, it's always gonna be those three character types that really do it. It's not just your your everyday worker character just s- casually smoking, it's usually because it's like after sex or it's stress or they're trying to be tough not just because they're walking down the street or fixing... I mean, (laughs) because you notice when when, uh, Dana first walked in there, um, Dan Aykroyd's character was fixing the car, and he he was under the hood fixing... He he sits up, but he's got a cigarette in his mouth when he's fixing the car. I think Um,
0: a lot of the scenes he had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, really, just talking, and
1: so, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of things have changed. That part also brings into, I think, right around that time, you you get introduced to the famous character actor... uh, uh, the EPA guy, uh, Walter Peck, I believe his name is Pecker yep. or Picker. Pecker. <laughs> Pecker. I mean, it might have just been Peck. <laughs> it might have just been Peck. I'm pretty sure I, it wasn't Peck. That that line though, later on in the movie, where he's like, um, uh, you know, are you sure about this? And he's like, yes, that man has no penis. I mean, come yeah, on, he that dick, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah. man has no dick. <laughs> oh, I'm penis. I'm cleaning up the language for the for the podcast, but that that was another great Bill Murray line. Right? not Rick Moranis. That was a Bill Murray really, line right there. But,
0: but, but who was it? What else has this guy been in? The EPA guy.
1: I know he's a character actor. I don't know what else he's been in. Uh, die Hard. He was the... Uh-huh, he was the police uh, captain. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, he was. He was the negotiator. No, we're talking about... The, the EPA guy. guy. EPA, no, yeah. he was...
0: He's the um
1: reporter. Oh, he was the reporter.
0: Yeah. What, I can, yeah, the you're, right, name? you're right. Whatever, he, he was, was the antagonist the to her, to his wife, yes, ex-wife, yes, yes, That's right, that's right. I forget her name. McLean, oh, whatever her name Shirley?
1: is. <laughs> oh my God! <gosh. laughs> so now um, that I said, surely though, you're never going to get that out of your head. <laughs> no. You're going to have to look that up. Never going to happen. Uh, he wait, wait. In. Before you go, mm. who else from this Ghostbusters was in Die Hard? Great tie-in, by the way. From Die Hard. From right. Die Hard. Big, big part. All Die Hard movies. Huh? Every Die Hard. Every Die Hard. Well, wow. Bruce Willis. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was actually just in the first two Die Hards because it wasn't Die Hard three with Samuel Jackson. Yes. Yeah. So okay, just the first two was the the black cop. He was in Ghostbusters. He was the the guy that let them out of jail towards the end. There, he's the one that walked up and said, "Okay, Ghostbusters, you're free to go." The mayor wants to see you and opens up the the uh, jail. I didn't catch jail. that. I didn't catch. Yeah. That. So the guys made a, a really good living out of being a cop. Being a cop uh, in movies. I mean, the 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 guys made some money doing that. So not a bad deal for him. So overall, with well, actually, you know what? Before I even get to that, the the, the next part of this that really cracked me up uh, and again just made me love this movie even more even though I didn't didn't up the rating still loved it was the scene with the mayor I mean I love that that whole rant that they go into with the you know uh, dogs and cats living together you know and and uh, that that whole no but you scene know, cracked me up
0: Ernie Hudson stuck out to me it was like why was he being like I don't know these guys I you know <laughs> I want my own <laughs> lawyer and all of this you know but <laughs> Suddenly they <laughs> <You'll> get all choked <laughs> up. Er- Ernie's okay, man. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make yeah, it. He suddenly was on their
1: side when they, you know, were getting out. You know. But well, and you know what? Thanks for bringing that up, honestly, because I should go back to because in the last podcast I made a comment about Ernie Hudson being the only black guy in this movie, and now, now having seen it again, I can I can say what the hell? I mean, how hard was it to get a job as a black guy in Hollywood in 1984? There was only two two parts in this movie for for, for minority actors. It was the maid? um and the the black guy <laughs> we're, were the only <laughs> one the black guy. Ernie hudson characters was the only one and and he added nothing to the movie. It's not like he brought a special skill set you know he wasn't an electrician, he wasn't a scientist, he wasn't a doctor, he was just somebody that they came in gave him a, a proton, getting a, job, a laser yeah, yeah he just wanted to they he came in they gave him a laser and they put him to work, but he added nothing. To the movie I think I literally think The only reason he Was added was so that In that mayor scene He could come in Slam his hands down And go you know I've seen shit That will turn you white Because clearly You couldn't have had A you know white guy saying that With the same impact I think that was really The only reason he ended up Coming in because again He added He had nothing Nothing to that movie
0: So you're saying They tried to get Richard Pryor And he said no <laughs> <and they laughs> I'm saying it would have Been a much
1: different movie If Richard Pryor Had been <laughs> in that movie well, yeah, He probably would have Stole the show yeah. Well he would have Had to been lead Uh, for for that there's no way he could have been just a fourth character coming in halfway through the movie my point being is that it would have sucked to try to be a black guy in in Hollywood in the 80's apparently
0: I don't think that he was in the next one I think it was another black actor who played his same role it's sticking out to me but do do you remember that I
1: I feel like another character played him I thought we guess if we could look it up.
0: Probably because yeah. he complained about money on his contract, too. He just <laughs> <laughs> to well, do that movie on.
1: made a lot of money. It didn't cost a whole lot, but it cost like, what, $25, $30 million to make? It ended up making like $290 million. So, yeah, I would have asked for a little bit more coming back. I mean, why not? So you mentioned the
0: uh, the maid um, and what he's referring to, for those who might have not seen Ghostbusters yet, which used to go out and see it, still a decent movie, um, what made me laugh out loud, that first scene, with um, when they went to the hotel, and uh, they were trying to find Slimer, who was going around, and they went down the hallway, and they heard a noise, and they turned around, and it was um, the maid with a cart, and they just blasted it with their proton pack, with their laser, and uh, it just shot it up, and the maid went down on the floor behind it, and she stuck her head out at the end. And she was like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh loud. Caught me off
1: guard. Uh, yeah, you and terrorizing <laughs> helpless people. <laughs> it's good that that stuff makes you laugh. Yeah, you know, but again, it's not a not a real big, you know, impactful part <laughs> in that movie. Despite you laughing about it, it didn't didn't really do much for for her. So uh, you know, I was just it's just odd that they they put that in there. But you know, again, it was I think really
0: they were just showing the strength of those proton.
1: What, what, that it could up a cart? It didn't even do that much damage to the cart, if you think about it. It didn't shoot through the cart. She Toilet paper
0: went flying on fire and stuff. Yeah, and but you know what? You could do a marshmallow gun. The wall gun. got all scarred up. Yeah, still. You
1: know, whatever. I'm just saying I wasn't overly impressed with, with their lasers. <laughs> not proton packs. We're calling them lasers. Let's get that straight.
0: La- so. We keep doing quotes, by the way. Every yeah, time no, we no, say here, we, not a single person we keep can doing, see doing quotes.
1: It. Not a single person can do it. So, forget about the lasers. <laughs> we keep going back to it. We don't we need to talk about the lasers anymore. What, lasers? One of the things. <laughs> one more time. No, no, you didn't have to, but it's fine. So, one of the things that I, I didn't notice, and, and I've probably seen this movie, you know, I don't know, dozens and dozens of times, right? It's been on reruns and cable a bunch of times. I never noticed it before until I watched it. Uh, you know, my my, my my big old big screen TV was the, the scene with uh, Dana... Uh, Sigourney Weaver's character where you know she, she comes back and this is towards, towards the end, third of the movie whatever it is, it, it's getting there and th- that she's sitting in the chair and she, or she just gets off the phone with her mom and, and uh, Peter Venkman, Bill Murray's character is getting ready to come over for a date and she's got to get ready she sits down in the chair you know and the kitchen door opens and all the, the ghostly light comes pouring out and all those arms reach up from the, the chair and start grabbing her there's a boob slip I have never noticed before, but they grab her, they pull down her shirt, boop, out pops the boo.
0: And we did talk a little bit about this before the show because it surprised me that you caught it. I didn't catch it then. Now, anytime <laughs> I had to watch it to see what you were talking. about. Well, yeah, about. because we
1: actually had to go on and Google because Sean didn't believe me that that actually happened. Again,
0: a PG thirteen yeah. wouldn't catch that. <laughs> not thirteen, but yeah, they wouldn't catch that.
1: Yeah, and again, we, for anybody listening, we did not Google it at work. So we 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 use different different means to Google it. So you know, if you happen to be looking at my PC and you find a. A search a search for, for for boob slips and Ghostbusters. Don't think I'm odd. It, it was just something <laughs> that we were looking up. It's a weird combination. It, it really is, isn't it? You get some you get some good hits with that one. But th- it is up there. There's actually a bunch of clips on YouTube that actually show it. Um, and we decided that yeah, it is her. It is a boob slip, but she's wearing something underneath of it. So it's, yeah, you know, it's a boob slip, but it doesn't. It's just weird that I'd never noticed that, and it just goes to show how. You know, you really change, right? From watching these movies at, at your different ages through your life and all of a sudden you're watching it now and you just see things you've never mm-hmm. you've never noticed before. Yeah. And that one just stuck out at me, like, Holy crap, or boom. <laughs> and at the same time, I don't know what to say saying about me,
0: but I, I was focused on the hands and all. <laughs> but it was really good. I mean, I wonder that how was good that, that was scene. Was, you know, the arms coming good. out of the chair and I guess you know, there's a real people's arms, I guess, in this you know, but then they slid the chair down the Hallway, whatever it was, and into the kitchen. I thought it was really good.
1: The question I have is: the guy who reached up to grab her boob. Now, do you think he did that on purpose? He's like, well, you know, obviously I'm never going to make in this acting career. The only role I have in this is this arm coming out of a chair. No one knows it's me. You know, to hell with it. I'm just going to grab a boob. You know, something he can tell his friends later in life. Every time you see her on screen, he can be like, I was the hand that grabbed that boob. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. He was the the
0: other guy with on her leg, and he was just taking, you
1: know, saying that he Uh, was. Again, he could. No one's going to know the difference. It's just a hand. You can't. You can't see who that was. So it's possible. Uh, I like that a lot. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice. So it's a whole different show that oh yeah, we would have was. to do on, on the boob show. <laughs> but that was great. I wish you guys could have seen his face when he said that. That was just a classic. <laughs> Boobs. I, b- I like boobs. I said boobs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now this is going to have to be PG-13. Um, Speaking right, so of PG-13, they didn't have PG-13 back then. They did not. This was 84. That whole PG-13 thing didn't come out, I think, until like 86, maybe 85 with the whole Red Dawn and uh, Annie and the Jones and Temple of Doom. Those were just you know, not quite PG, not quite R. They needed a new, a new rating. I wonder what it
0: was that kicked that
1: off like
0: what what was the first movie do you think that uh, that's what it was oh, it,
1: it was it was those you movies. look this up or something yeah well i remember when it came out it was one of, i think P. I think red dawn was actually the very first pg13 movie ever look at you and then but i think a lot of it i remember it getting kicked off because Indiana Jones and the temple of doom had, had come out and that was rated pg but remember they had a whole bunch of really you know harsh scenes in that one that you know kids probably shouldn't have been seeing like pulling the heart out and the monkey brains and just a lot of things that you didn't probably wouldn't want 10 year olds mm-hmm. to be watching yeah so they, they changed that, I think, slo- shortly after that and added that new review in there. What well, what made you think of that? you think this movie should have been PG-13? Well,
0: there's a lot of cussing. I mean, not that, you know, I've got a foul potty mouth myself, so it didn't, <laughs> it didn't bug me. I just happened to notice that they were saying shit and
1: You know, honestly, I didn't a lot it didn't stick out at me. Yeah. But there was a lot of cursing in that movie. Because shit to me is like a, it's such a lame one. I mean, there was no F-bombs. No. You know, no one went around going, "It's a fucking ghost over there." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it
0: <laughs> wasn't like that. But it, they used it a lot. I don't know if they they didn't use fuck.
1: No, 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 no they did. not No, no, no. I think s s s word. Shit, was
0: damn. I'm just now wanting to say cuss <laughs>
1: words. Yeah, this is the cuss word section of <laughs> our, Bitch, our, our, our our podcast. <laughs> None of these were actually used in the movie. We're just going to go uh-huh. through a bunch of curse words that we know, and hopefully, you guys will enjoy it as much as we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. Save so no,
0: um, so she gets possessed. Right, after that, I guess she's taken over,
1: right? Yeah, the, the dog jumps in her, which, you know, that brings me... And again, I'm sure you probably had a point here. I didn't mean to, to steal your point. But she ended up turning into this real sexy, seductress type of woman who's like this badass, right? She changes, and her hair gets all mm-hmm. different, which she was not attractive. Makeup, not so yeah, good. Yeah, not so good in those scenes at all. Uh, you know, But Rick Romerianus' character, uh, Lewis, who loved again still, you know, he, he gets possessed by this this dog... Uh, you know he's the key master, she's the gatekeeper and you know he gets possessed, he turns into a big goofball, you know, he's like running around shuffling, he falls down he talks to a horse like the horse is supposed to understand him and lets himself get captured by the cops and, and brought to the Ghostbusters headquarters, you know, it's just you know, and, and that she gets to be a badass I kind of felt bad for Lewis, you would have thought you know, you're this herald of doom and you can't be, you know I a, loved a tough know, guy character.
0: I loved when he got turned or whatever, he possessed or whatever it was, when he was at the glass in the window and everyone's eating in that restaurant. And he runs for the glass and he's banging on it, like, help, help. <laughs> and they're kind of looking at him. He turns around and all you see is him with his back against the glass and everyone's staring at him as he slides down the glass. Like sliding glass noise. Yeah, yeah. and everyone <laughs> just, like, staring at him. he's down and gone. Everyone
1: just kind of goes back to eating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> we're good. Pretty good,
1: I like that. Did you, uh, did the character... Special effects for the dogs drive you nuts. Yes, I know yes. we don't like to be creative. That was a big thing. Some you of these know. is what made me lower my rating. Down. And you know what? I, I'll give you that one, right? I I won't give it to you for a 1.75 drop, but I'll give you a, a drop in that one because those, you know, when the creatures were sitting still, like when it was on the bed at the party, mm-hmm. or when it was in the hallway by itself, I thought those were pretty good, right? Because it was puppet effects. It wasn't a bad puppet, you know. But when it jumped to the door and broke it, and when it ran out of the hallway downstairs, or out of the hotel downstairs, it was just. bad bad yeah it was it was bad you could just it was so didn't match up right, it did not at the all color. It, the sense of scope and size yeah. you know especially when it was running away it, it didn't change with size with the environment it was i felt it, it was claymation bad. the whole time i mean oh. that's what
0: claymation that's what it was yeah right? the, there's, there's
1: motion there's better videos on, on youtube now made mm-hmm. by eight-year-olds <laughs> that, that are better than that yeah. you know it's so so bad uh, you know those little things made me
0: lower my rating down i know
1: I mean, that that to me is more of a nostalgic thing, right? You see that, and you're like, oh, look how cute. they. It, it'd be like watching, I don't know, you know, settlers riding a horse. You're like, oh, look how cute they are using their little horses as opposed to a car. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, look at them so cute doing claymation in their movie. There's such little kids playing around.
0: It pulled me out of the movie. Whenever a movie does that, and I, I forget, I mean, I, I stop forgetting that I'm watching the movie, and, it, you know,
1: my ratings are going to start dropping. You're a bit of a geek for that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That yeah. stuff interests you more. So, yeah, that that did drive me a little bit crazy. Again, not enough to to change the rating, but, God, that that was a really bad special effect. So, you know... Oh, go ahead.
0: No, when she was possessed, though, uh, Dana and uh, Dr. Bankman, Peter, comes over, good for their date, (laughs) you know, whatever it was. You know... uh, He did bring flowers. He did. Yeah, it's a date. Her levitation scene off the bed drove me crazy. Another thing, I had to lower this down a little bit, because... I was big into magic when I was a kid. I used to do a lot of magic and um, watch magic <laughs> and stuff. She's levitating and she's going up, and I'm almost waiting for him. She's up there, and then she starts like rotating over. I'm waiting for him to pull out a hoop, you know, <laughs> and like run it across her body to show that. <laughs> like, look, there's tones. no lines. Yeah, and it just and she's like putting her hands down her side and rubbing it, just like they do, like in the magic show. Have you ever seen a levitation act, it looks just like they did. They just put it in a magic scene, you know just for the hell of it. I don't know it just bugged me just bugged me and her makeup it just stuck out
1: yeah you know but, and she looks so much better without trying to be sexy she just looked she looked better without it
0: so do you think do you think that I don't know why I'm laughing at this but do you think that <laughs> as, as she was possessed as a demon whatever she was that The makeup, did she go, oh, I'm possessed now. Let me go put on some sexy makeup. Or was (laughs) it, did she transform into that makeup? You know what I mean? (laughs) Think about it. I'm
1: guessing the gatekeeper is inherently female, right? Because the gatekeeper possesses her, goes, makes her put on a dress. She does her hair, puts on makeup, and then wants to have sex with the doctor when he Mm -hmm. comes over. So I'm guessing that she's inherently female, or else why does she go through all that effort to get all sexified? No, I'm just just saying, as,
0: as a demon... Uh, she actually after she'd become possessed was put it all on her, did she just like kind of turn into that kind of when they trying because it was so oh, you heavy think it, you think it just popped in yeah like it, it was so gotcha. heavy I didn't wish they were showing her like a makeup effect <laughs> or was she just poor makeup artist yeah that. I don't know but it was
1: not not a good look no. for her she looked, she did looked not better. look sexy no no, 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 no. she looked no. better at the end of the movie covered in the white goo yeah yeah all right covered in marshmallow hurting. is what i meant all right we'll get to that later jeez so we touched on
0: boobs and <laughs> white white blue. Blue. Okay. yeah this
1: move this really took an odd turn for a podcast so oh i thought you were going to jump in with something else no on that one okay it looked <laughs> like you had more to say about the boob thing i thought you were going to keep going with it no i think we should really move on <laughs> yeah, we probably should yeah. or else we're going to cut this whole part out Uh, of the podcast. So we're getting towards the, I mean, after that happens, she gets possessed, and and then at that point, you know, uh, the, the EPA guy, who had shown up earlier, but hadn't really done much, was just kind of a jerk, but we talked about him earlier. You know, he shows up again, this time with a court order which I don't, I don't understand EPA powers, but I'm fairly certain they just can't <laughs> show up with a cop and a court order and make you start turning stuff off in your in your warehouse. I'm, I don't think it works that way. No. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they don't have arrest powers. They can't be sitting there telling a cop to arrest you for right. breaking an EPA regulation. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Arrest that man. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, what? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. I'd be like, wait, wait, hold on. Who are you again? I mean, he doesn't have a badge, and he never even showed a badge. You just said, hey, I'm from the EPA. So, you know, they, they turn off the grid, you know, the containment grid. And, you know, the ghost goes oh, shooting. shit breaks shooting, out. Shooting, right. Yeah, everything breaks out, and the ghost goes shooting everywhere. And, you know, from watching when I was a kid, it seemed to me that that scene was much longer. You know, because all those ghosts go away, I, I pictured a larger montage of, of ghosts going everywhere. You know, but really, there was there was only three. You know, they showed three. They showed Slimer again, you know, coming yep. up out of the hot dog cart. They showed the uh, the cab driver. Which, which was, was my a, favorite. Right, uh, which was like a little zombie effect thing, which yeah. was pretty good. That was well done. And then they showed the ghost coming up out of the subway, you know. But that was it. They showed three ghosts, and all of a sudden it's an apocalypse.
0: Uh, so you, you think know. they should have had more of a montage of other things happening, maybe to people in apartments or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should
1: have had a little bit more to it to really give it a sense of, oh my god, it's com- yeah, coming that. to an end. Because even after that, when they start talking about things that were happening, they're like, you know, the the walls of the precinct were bleeding, and you know, the ship showed up, uh, you know, fifty years later or something like that, whatever that happened to be. So yeah, that, that kind of ex- expected more. You know, from that whole montage world-ending scene, you know. But, you know, because of that explosion, the uh, the gatekeeper, Rick Moranis' dog character, gets to escape and runs back to uh, their skyscraper complex, which apparently is, like, the, a big supernatural construction, you know, designed to bring about the end of the world. Yeah. Um, so they do their gatekeeper key master thing, which I am, I suppose, involves... <laughs> <I don't> kissing <know. laughs> mean, yeah, they, they <laughs> kind of made it seem like something happened between them but <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've, said, we've said we said enough things walked about up the steps yeah walked up the steps and they just uh, holding yeah, hands and maybe the holding it. hands did it right that, that yeah. might have done it right there that yeah. was enough of the gatekeeping and, and and key master stuff that was needed and that kind of started off the whole final confrontation thing and of course because the epa with their far-reaching powers arrested the ghostbusters there's no one around to to save new york city so, you know, they end up, the mayor ends up calling them out of jail and then brings them in there, which, you know, that whole scene right there was pretty good, too, right? There was a lot of good liners, one-liners there. That was the whole Bill Murray rant, you know, dogs and cats living together. And, you know, the Ernie Hudson's character got to deliver that whole, you know, line that I think they, the only reason they hired him for this movie was for was to say, you know, shit that'll scare you white uh, or turn you white. So that was a whole pretty good scene there. And then they got reinstated back into Ghostbusting, and got to go out and save the world.
0: Yeah, but, you know, Ernie's character bugged me a lot. Um, uh, He, first, when they got arrested, he was like, I want my own lawyer. He didn't, he didn't want anything to do with these guys and all that. And then when they're finally getting out and the mayor's going to you know, let him do their thing, you know, he's all back into it and all. So he's there just for the money, I mean, strictly. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, clearly, I mean, you know, if you're in jail and you got a chance to get out, you're going to take it. But it can't be all the money because, you know, later on in the in the next scene when they get to the actual skyscraper well first of all before you even say that the earthquake scene on the skyscraper (laughs) worst special effects I think I'd ever seen oh it was horrible it was the slowest moving piston driven earthquake I'd ever seen ever it was it was it was it was was like that ride at Universal or wherever it was that earthquake
0: it was that slow no no but an earthquake at Universal is much better
1: oh no it was much better because you're right there and the fire goes off and you can feel the heat this one was just uh, yeah Go, go, go. Yeah, when it <laughs> yeah. actually the
0: pistons stop and the earth stops moving, you can see it like shaking and wobbling from just the force that it was. You know, the weight of the, the object was moving. Yeah, a it was bad. And it what
1: really annoyed me in this one, and you guys, if you if you watch this movie again, you'll see this and, and you'll laugh, but there was that one part where the earth gets pushed up and there's a cop car on top of it and the cop car slid, slides down a little bit. And right behind the cop tire, for some reason, a water leak happens, right? Water just starts spewing in the air everywhere. But if you look around where the... Earth had got pushed up There's no water pipes There's no pipes Leading into that And if there had been They would have been Broken and spewing Water out from the pipes Not from underneath The back of a tire That that whole scene Right there for some reason Because it went on For a couple of seconds That just drove me nuts
0: So now isn't that worth Maybe minus point twenty five? No,
1: no Because everything else Afterwards The next scene Where they're walking Up the steps I don't know why I found that so funny but that was hilarious to me. Hmm. You know, when walking walk- up the steps. Yeah, walking up the steps because they're all sweating and so a matte shape. painting, by the way, because <laughs>
0: looking up at the steps, you, know, you see the, the, the long building of how many floors it's got. It was a matte painting. I don't know if you saw it. Well, right you there.
1: know what's strange, too, is they said she's on the 22nd floor, yeah. but they made it seem like that wasn't the top of the building. I mean, there's, that thing went up way... But no. when, they, when they go out, they're now at the top of the building. Remember, though, that door wasn't there in
0: her apartment. It was all made so should, they go up, and you're going to... Another dimension of that top floor, I believe. That's what they're trying to show.
1: Well, you know, when they when they get to her apartment, well, that whole scene that climbing that made me laugh. But when they got to the her apartment and they're looking around, it's all destroyed, and they see a set of steps over there, mm-hmm. and Dan Aquino's character is like, you know, steps. You know, I wonder where they go. And Bill Murray's like, up. I mean, come on, that that was a funny line. That was a funny line. Yeah, you, you had to have giggled when he said that. No. No. All no right. giggling. I did not giggle. You, you apparently have no soul. So, yeah, you know, that, that was funny. So they ended up going up a little gotcha. bit higher, but I think they ended up going up higher than, than 22 floors. Right.
0: I think, it, I think it took them to another dimension up to the top floor. Because, but, but, I mean, come on, it's a building. Supposedly, before all this happens, it's a building, right? They talked about a little bit of the history of that building. But wouldn't it be a little creepy to have all that stuff at the top of the building anyway? I mean...
1: I guess. Well, I mean, she she blew off the building and made, like, that little... I don't know. Maybe you're right. They had some steps. Maybe it was another dimensional part of the building. I think it was.
0: All right. I think it existed, but they just went to another part of that. Using those steps. It was like a teleporter. Mm -hmm.
1: Kind of like that. They (laughs) had to. They were at the top, like you said. Her apartment
0: was way down there in 22. They showed the scene of her apartment blown out, and it was
1: halfway up, or not even halfway. And then all of a sudden, they were at the top of the building. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. So they get to the top, and it's confrontation time. You know, Gozer shows up, and that whole ending scene. I mean, that that the ending scene alone has to be able to give it a four, at least. I mean, come on. No,
0: overall, yeah. I mean, no. Okay, first, off, no, I'm not going to raise my rating to a four. <laughs> don't try to trick me. I'm just going to say it was good. I'm using mind
1: tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, why, Mike? You're right. It was a
0: four. What am I thinking? Uh, no, I don't think that's just going to justify this as a four. I come on. I mean, I didn't like Gozer. I,
1: yeah. Okay. So that was a tip. You know, she reminded me of Pat Benatar. I don't know why. <laughs> she, she, reminded, she reminded me of Pat Benatar. She had that sharp haircut, yeah. and it was just very boyish looking. It I don't was know funny because I
0: was. was waiting for her to break out in the song or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like flash dance or something.
1: Yeah, that the not, leotard not on and things. Yeah, she had the nice sparkly, their big red eyes. I mean, that was good, good, good effect, I guess. Mm. Although I think that was probably just obviously just contacts, but still, I liked yeah, when they turned bad.
0: into the dogs too. The, when they kind of got on their forehands. Hands yeah. and
1: knees and turn. That was pretty good. Effect. That was all right. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the, the special effects were '84, so you know you're, you're not going to get you know incredible. But they, I thought they were they were okay. Didn't take me out of the movie anyway. Uh, you know, so they have the whole final confrontation scene, which again another classic line was the whole asking when the gozer asks if they're gods and they say <laughs> no, and she smites them and throws them away. And, and uh, Winston's line of you know if someone asks you uh, if you're a god, you say yes. I, I remember in the theater laughing my butt off at that line. I don't know exactly about what it is that makes it so funny to me, but yeah, I thought that movie. He thinks
0: was it's so funny he still uses it day on. I do. I do.
1: Occasions when I when I can when something comes up and the opportunity fits it, I do like to throw that line in. Of course, now that we're talking about it, I can't think of a single instance why that line would ever fit, but there's there's reasons out there for it. So the whole fight scene happens and again. Another classic, iconic from this movie. Steve Put Marshmallow Man. I mean, come on! I did not see that coming. I remember watching that. I did not see that coming. To me, that was just a great way to end it. It stuck with the, the humor of the movie, the heart of the movie, and, and then it kind of went to the horror, too, because the thing was coming to destroy them. <laughs> I mean, it was the same of Marshmallow Man coming to destroy them. And stuff. it was,
0: taking a nice, friendly character like that <laughs> and
1: morphing him into something. I mean, when you first see him, he's not looking evil, right? No. He's got a little sailor thing on. He's got, he's got I a big old smile on his be, face. Right? Yeah. I can
0: see his why he chose him. I I don't think he expected him to show up, you know,
1: 75 feet tall. <laughs> no, probably not, <laughs> but that that whole scene I loved. I mean, that was that was great to me. That was something you hadn't really seen before. You were expecting it to go one way, and they just completely took it.
0: I did love though direction. when they shot him with their lasers, um, and he climbed at the building. He was on fire. I mean, he just looked menacing. And oh yeah, that horrifying. Face, that face changed really
1: fast. To yeah, I was like wow, I he's
0: going He's got some business you know he's going to deliver it
1: <laughs> he's ready to go so they you know of course at the end they they turn and you know they decide it's now it's time to cross streams which conveniently they yeah. had <laughs> mentioned earlier in the movie yeah. you should never do uh-huh. but apparently now's a good time to do it so they cross the streams and they end up blowing you know the uh, the marshmallow man to p- pieces or not to pieces but to marshmallow fluff i guess or to t- to white goo so you know it splashes everywhere and, you know, the thing that annoyed me about this is I had read some articles and, and heard some things that Bill Murray was like a real prick to work with. He's just a prima donna type of guy. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that or not, but no. I've read that in different places. So, you know, everybody after the explosion, everybody's covered in goo, right? I mean, everybody, all three of the Ghostbusters are all covered head to toe in goo. And, and and what happens? You know, Bill Murray's character walks out, and there's not a damn thing on him. He's got yeah, like one that. little piece on the yeah. side strategically placed to look kind of cool uh, and then some dirt smudges. A- and that was it. Everybody else is absolutely covered, and he's got nothing. It stuck out. Yeah, it really yeah, they, did. I'm just really picturing did. him knowing that, or think, at least hearing that he's a prima donna, I can just picture him arguing. I'm not getting I that off my movie. I'm, uh, not, I'm the star of this movie. You're not putting marshmallow on me. That thing he did, I don't know if he did or not, but I could just picture him. So, you know, they save the day. You know, the, the he gets the girl. She's still in the dog. And you know, they break her out. Oh,
0: you know what's funny when. Uh, uh, who was it? Um, one of the guys said, "It smells like barbecue dog." Oh, burnt
1: dog hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. barbecue dog. Oh, was it barbecue said. dog and is a burnt dog?
0: Bur- yeah, barbecue dog. And then and Peter's face was just like this. <laughs> oh, and then he goes, "Oh man, sorry." My bad. Man, yeah, my bad. Again, someone suffering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, see, yeah. Maybe I he worships not
1: your thing. You need to see like <laughs> <laughs> suffering movies. You know what? I bet you, if we watch Passion of the Christ, you'd probably laugh your ass off that entire movie. You're like, "Oh man, he's getting whipped." That is hilarious. <laughs> oh, <that's not> right. <laughs> <laughs> we should try just to find out it's not an 80's movie though so we, we we can't do that so they save the day you know they go down
0: there to the back to the street yet miraculously all of them are now almost clean <laughs> Completely of, covered marshmallow. of marshmallow they look like Bill right? Murray's character Peter, when they came out, they and completely clean. Little.
1: Mind you, not like th- their faces are all completely yeah, clean. Yeah, they, like to they were head to toe. Everywhere. Yeah, they were. And scrambling. now they were
0: looking pretty good. They look like you know they just got a little. Maybe the
1: extra them. dimensional portal that they took to get to the top cleaned them on the way back. Down. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'll buy that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, because
0: I I would rather hear that and take that than know that they, uh you know, <laughs> you're all right there. You can yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> microphones I, are dangerous, that's all. I'd rather, you know, take that scenario than the idea that somebody just wanted to, you know, not looking at continuity there. <laughs> I'll take well, it. Well, I
1: mean, you know, they had to come down. There had to be some artistic license, right? You couldn't come down there and give them a, a big hero's welcome with them all covered in, in white marshmallow fluff. Although, why was their car not covered? That was kind of odd, right? Again, right above it, everything came down. There would have been yeah. everywhere, but their car didn't have any marshmallow. Fluff EPA on it. guy got yeah, it was orange, got jumped on. Yeah. Which it's funny, haha, but that much marshmallow oh, probably would have oh yeah would have oh. squished him like a bug right yeah, I, I mean that I, was a lot of it, it. Was. That, if that was actual marshmallow that probably would have not from that height yeah yeah that probably would not have felt really good <laughs> I'm guessing that would have been so funny he would have been standing there going ah yeah. he would have just been squished flat blood skin ripped off uh, it's probably a different movie but <laughs> All right, now I might raise up to maybe <laughs> 3.2 suffering <laughs> there, See, there you go it could be a better movie Um, All right. Well, I mean that you know, for me, like I said, four or five, it stays the same. I think anybody who hasn't seen it would enjoy this movie. I think if you've seen it before, it's definitely worth watching again. I think you'll laugh at the parts that you should laugh at, and uh, I think you'll be reminded how big of a star Bill Murray was by watching this movie. Uh, You know, he's just funny. The chemistry between him and Dan Aykroyd, I think, is great. Uh, you know just the story had it had good heart to it it was it was good for, it was good for me It was a nice feel good funny movie to me and I,
0: I would say it was a feel good movie. I will say at the when I was in the theater, people cheered people got up and clapping and stuff <laughs> when when the ghosts were coming out of the building and wow. the crowd was cheering on screen people were doing that and that's a, that's I remember an, that that's such
1: an older uh, thing right people don't right. do that anymore no. in theaters so
0: I'm right. sitting in my house going wow I remember that when they were doing that and I don't feel at all excited that you, they just you didn't stand up and no, start talking. no clapping. I didn't well, <laughs> I'm not going to admit it if I did <laughs> you just went and made some eggs
1: <laughs> I you. Gotcha.
0: yeah so uh, I, I'm, I've loaded it down just because I mean I just kind of watched it and enjoyed it it was a mediocre rating three right in the middle um, I can't I, I just don't have the same feelings at all when I did when I was a kid
1: all right. Well, there we go. So this is usually the part in the show where we uh, we take a break, but before we do, we want to go ahead and, and kick off our, our next movie that we're going to uh, uh, put on and put on our, our rose-colored kid glasses and review it from a nostalgic point of view. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a turn on this one, and we're going to go back a little bit in the decade, and we're going to go to 1980, and we're going to review Airplane, the movie. Um, Airplane was uh, you know, one of the first... Yeah, I don't want to call it slapstick comedies, but it's it spawned a whole genre of of those types. of... I would say that slapstick. It's not comedy. really slapstick because they weren't they weren't trying for comedy. Everybody played <laughs> everybody in these movies played straight, is what I mean. It's, I it's, know. You know what I mean? It was never billed as a comedy. Everybody in there played it straight. You know, so when he's like, you know, surely you're not serious. That was no played as a straight sure. line, right? It was done as a straight line. So I, I, spoof movies, I guess, is probably the best way to look at it. They had like Definitely this couldn't. one and you know, Naked Gun spoofed all of the police movies. What was this a
0: spoof movie of? You know, uh, an airplane. Well, yeah, <laughs> but there, were, there were movies back earlier in the seventies, like Airport seventy four, Airport seventy three. I don't even know the exact years of them, but you know, they were disaster movies of airplanes having some issue. The landing gear went down; it was cracking in half or whatever. Um, and this was a spoof on those movies,
1: kind of like how Real Genius was like a spoof on war movies and and and. Uh, uh what was it? Not Real Genius. I can't believe I just said Real Genius. Uh, Top Secret hmm. was... Uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw Top Secret with yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah. yeah, that was another one that was a spoof on war movies. And then, of course, Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen kind of did the, so Real the same thing for copy. Real Genius has Val
0: Kilmer in it, so I don't know. That's weird how you... Oh, they both do it. Yeah. <laughs> Val Kilmer <in> <laughs> also has the EPA guy in it the teacher real genius does he was the so, wow, professor that's right that wow look right at right. that yeah. you'd think
1: we almost planned that and we didn't we had no plans on that one at all so airplane released 1980 budget about four million dollars it grossed I don't have the release how long it was out for but roughly around a hundred million dollars it grossed which you know for a three million dollar movie it made some serious bucks for these guys uh, you know, but a classic classic comedy we'll, uh, we'll give it our nostalgia rating when we come back after the break so stick with us and we'll see you guys soon Stand by for the most extraordinary chain of events ever swept up into high adventure. Hey, Larry, where's the forklift? Forklift! It's over there for the baggage loader. Airplane. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir, I've never been up in a plane before. Peter Graves. You ever seen a grown man naked? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. Leslie Nielsen. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Lloyd Bridges. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Why well, I can make- it out. For a brooch, for pterodactyl, please give your uncle. Robert Stack. All right, Steve, let's face a few facts.
0: And we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight.
1: Julie Haggerty. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Can you fly this plane and land it? Robert Hayes. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. All right, now everybody, get in crash
0: position. <gasps>
1: The most incredible adventure the screen has ever created. Coming
0: right us!
1: The big news is Airplane! And we're back. So thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, so again, this is the part of our podcast where we. Give her a nostalgic rating through the rose-colored glasses of our youth and remember what it was like to be a child watching these movies. So, Airplane, 1980. Yeah, Freaking hilarious. Them. Love this movie. I want to kind of give it a five, but it's a comedy, so it's a little tough for me to go all the way to five on a comedy. I feel like it's got to have more to it than than that just to be a five. Uh, but I'm going to go 4.6. i six. I'll give it better than Ghostbusters for sure. Uh, so I'll go 4.6 on this one.
0: I'm going to go higher than Ghostbusters, uh, but I can't do a five either for the same reasons, probably, yeah. but I mean, I'm close. I'm really close. <laughs> I want to say 4.85. Wow.
1: Well, look at that. Yeah. Maybe closer. we should just up the scale to like ten. Give us more leeway. <laughs> Maybe a thousand or something. <laughs> you know, Here's a thousand that we can do. I'm going to give this movie a 492. <laughs> so, uh, yep, so that's pretty good. I think we set ourselves some high standards there for this this yeah, movie. I don't I know v- if we'll be I disappointed I remember laughing.
0: I remember th- saying to myself, gosh, I'm should I be watching this movie? Cause I don't know, I was what, 10, 11? I don't know if I saw it then. I just remember when I saw it going like, wow, I'm getting these jokes <laughs> that you're saying. Uh, so yeah, I mean, well, I'm really excited to watch this movie again. This was uh,
1: 1980, and I actually saw this movie in the movie theater. I don't think it was 1980. It might have been one of its second releases uh, because my, my sister and uh, my oldest sister, Donna, and uh, um, her... I don't know if they were married, but boyfriend and husband at the time, Jr. I was staying with them for a little while, and they had actually taken me to this movie in the movie theater. And I don't remember what they were doing, but they dropped me off to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went and did something else, and, and I watched this movie. And I remember that because after the movie was done, you know, for some reason, and, you know, Donna, if you're listening, this is not a comment on your parenting skills, but for some reason, uh, you know, after this, uh, I thought I was much closer to the uh home or at least to where we were staying than we actually were and so i thought i'd try to walk home from the movie theater by myself and this was not somewhere in maryland it wasn't a very nice place in maryland uh you know but it was definitely out there and uh you know so i tried to walk home and i'm getting lost and I, you know we were nowhere near home i mean we were probably it was like a 15 minute drive i don't know what the hell i was thinking like i thought <laughs> i was close so yeah the, and of course you know don and jr show try to pick me up and and they freaked out whoops and uh, yeah yeah they were they were not happy uh, with that whole situation, so and it's I. Did like you do
0: an apology right now?
1: <laughs> I think I did then. I mean, I, I was freaked out too. I was lost for a good half hour. I couldn't find my way back lost. to the damn. <laughs> I couldn't find my way back to the uh, <laughs> stupid movie theater. But I think this was a rated R movie. Yeah. Um, what is the rating for this? Movie? I believe it's rated R. Um, I think I saw
0: it then too, though. I I feel like I saw that in the theater. Yeah, which myself.
1: I. You know, which is weird because for some reason now we can't seem to find the rating for this movie, which is uh, a little bit odd. But I'm pretty sure. Uh, regardless, it definitely wasn't a movie for a ten-year-old, and I don't know how I managed to see it in there. You know, because there was definitely, uh, you know, um, uh, what you call it, uh, nudity. But there wasn't any cursing.
0: <laughs> I don't remember the nudity.
1: Oh, you don't remember the the when the plane started going crazy? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah okay. And the the road the coming across the, the front bouncing around. Yeah, out, yeah. yeah. I was like how hey, you not remember that? No, no. <laughs> it took
0: me just a second, <laughs> but now I I vividly really see him clearly remember yeah. it. You're like, ah, oh, uh, yeah, uh, now I got it. I think it. I went to Errol's video. I don't know if that was and Wide or not. <laughs> Errol's yeah. video. And getting it specifically for that scene of the. Uh, yeah, like. Oh, I really? Can that was, that this. was literally like a two yeah. second scene, though. I uh, know. You could pause it. You know, back then, you like pause and <laughs> rewind, pause and <it>, rewind. <laughs> well, some of us didn't, but all right. You know, whatever. <laughs> moving on. And uh, uh,
1: moving on, once again, to the boobies. So, um, funny scenes. I mean, everything in this movie was funny. This Great. was the first. Yeah. You know, Leslie Nielsen. I mean, he, he had been such a famous. Not famous, but I guess somewhat famous. Serious actor, right? He did a lot of serious roles, some westerns. I mean, he was like considered a, a serious actor at yeah. the time, and he was just perfect. Just to take someone oh. that, from
0: that, the way they, you know, yeah, I and mean, put him
1: into this comedy which is it, it was just it was, it was beautiful. And the uh, the whole, uh, you know, it still cracks me up now. Is that every time someone would say a word and he would, you know, misconstrue it like, you know, surely you're not serious. I am serious, and, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> you know, we got to take her to a hospital. Well, what is it? It's a big building with patients, but that doesn't matter right now. You know that that was. <laughs> I mean, even now that's it's still just a straight yeah, face. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. It was just this movie hit on every level for a comedy, and it was something that had never been done. I mean, it, it hadn't been done like this. You know, up to now, you know, comedy was much more in your face, straightforward you know pratfalls and 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 clearly set up jokes uh you know and this the all this just caught everybody you know by surprise and and had it something for everybody too oh absolutely absolutely it, it had it it had it all and, and uh you know the the overt um boy molestation part i mean come on <laughs> the little boy comes in there and he's like you know have you ever seen you know <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to a greek sh- or yeah, a shower or yeah something. yeah that's what it was have you ever seen greek wrestling you know, th- those things. I mean, it was just good stuff. And Kareem of course,
0: Abdul-Jabbar was in uh, it. yeah, he was. Uh, um, De DeBeaver's mom. Leba oh, yeah, Beaver's she mom, yeah, she spoke jive.
1: She spoke jive. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it's 1980, uh, uh, so it was uh, very, you know.
0: Yeah, th- it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's my
1: most memorable scene. <laughs> that right jive. Yeah, because, of course, we all knew her as, as you know, the Beaver's mom, and all of a sudden, she's speaking jive. Excuse like, me, Stuart, but I speak <laughs> yeah, jive. <laughs> <laughs> jive turkey, God, no, anyhow. <laughs> I mean, that was, it was great and you know just hang loose <laughs> just hang loose i going to catch you up on a rebound with the <laughs> <laughs> you talk about mama I didn't raise no dummy <laughs> just show you how much that really
0: impacted us we, yeah I mean just just I haven't just seen it again like all these I've movies you've done so time. far
1: it's been, it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen this movie uh, and I certainly haven't seen it you know start to finish so you know I'm very curious to th- all the different jokes that we just are probably forgetting about mm-hmm. uh, that I wonder if they'll play well for us we'll see I hope they do. I'll be yeah. very disappointed if I watch this I'm and, my and my rating goes down on it. But definitely, from a kid' perspective, this movie we sh- traded lines back and forth with friends on this one, you know, for years.
0: You and I constantly. Oh, even
1: now we st- we still do it. Uh, um, you know, anytime that opportunity comes up and presents itself, you got to throw in a line from Airplane. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, you know, you want to kind of contribute with the show, you need to go and rent this movie. If you haven't seen it, this is one of those ones you will not be disappointed by watching it. Hopefully. Although, Hopefully, you know I don't know, right? Yeah, know. Today's standard of comedy, this isn't new, you yeah. know. So this this may not be something that uh, the audiences today can really connect with. I'd be curious to see if anybody who hadn't seen it watches it and, and and actually enjoys it. So, um, all right. Well, look if you get a chance, you know, watch the movie. You know, as always, we we love the feedback that we've gotten so far. Uh, we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to our podcast. Uh, you know, we have two places you can go to. You can go to hhp-podcast dot com. That's the actual website. You can go out there, and listen to current and previous episodes, you know, have a chance to leave us some comments, sign up for your Twitter, uh, you know, get notified when we make updates, or, you know, go to our Facebook page under, uh, you know, Hockey Masks, High Schools, and Popcorn. Like us, friend us, uh, you and
0: tell your friends. We we really need you guys to help us out, and
1: yeah, we like you doing like this, it. and we'll probably keep doing it if no one listens. But yeah, uh, it's, it's always much better to get to get some feedback, and and don't be shy about sending us uh, feedback, positive or negative. You know, we negative send to Mike, positive send to me. Yeah, uh, clearly. So you know, e- either way, you want to send us something, uh, we'll 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 be fine with that. I mean, because we think it works better, you know, with some uh, participation. But everybody who's supported it so far and listened, appreciate yes, you guys thank taking you the time. Very much. Thank you, and appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten so far And uh, so we're gonna go rent this movie, Netflix it. Hopefully it's on streaming. You know, if it's not, we'll take a look at it. We'll come back next week and give you our more current Old Man Bitter review. But until then, everybody have a good week, and we will uh, talk to you soon. See ya. All right, take care.